Hey guys, welcome back to the Uncommodified Podcast. Uh, this is a mini nitty gritty I want to do about lessons I'm learning when I RV. Uh, this is not like the RV movie, that Robin Williams great classic movie, but I've been RVing with my wife for the last couple of months. Uh, I may have shared it in the past that I decided that I couldn't do another whole year of uh, COVID containment in my home office. And so we decided to buy a 20-foot trailer and we started getting out in it this year. We love it. Our dog loves it. My wife and I enjoy it. I do some remote work while I'm there. But I've noticed that I'm learning some lessons that I may not necessarily learn if I wasn't RVing. And so today in this mini nitty gritty episode, which is going to be a bit eclectic, I want to share three things that I learned recently on an RV trip. They're not really connected, but there were three different things that I learned and I wrote them down. So here I'm going to share with you a little bit from my RV journal. Number one, don't cut across my campsite. Ask for permission. Now, the other day we were at a campsite and um, these people beside us were not very happy with the other people uh, behind them because they were cutting across their campsite to go see their friends and they weren't asking for permission. And apparently I'm new to this uh, RV game, but this is a no-no in the camping world. You don't cut across somebody else's campsite unless you have permission. And I was thinking a little bit about it. Now, of course, some other people asked, uh, I gave them permission to cut across my campsite because I don't mind. It didn't bother me, but I I gave them permission, but I understand if somebody just walks across your campsite that you've, that you've rented, it's not really uh, it's not really good behavior, but it got me thinking about this. Is it possible that sometimes that I do this in my life to people, maybe I cut across their campsite without their permission, meaning maybe I, I do certain things or take certain privileges that I shouldn't without their permission. Sometimes maybe do I speak into the life of somebody when I don't have permission. Maybe I cut across their, their world in a way that is inappropriate. It, and it got me thinking that sometimes I think I do that. Sometimes I cut across people's campsites. I, I cut across their ideas or their thinking. And I may not actually have the authority or, or the privilege or the permission to do it. So it's got me thinking about it a little bit more that when I want to do something uh, with somebody I'm working with or living with, maybe in my own family, that it's good to ask for permission. Is it okay if I cut across you on here? Is it okay if I, if I do this? And so I'm learning, you know, I'm learning lessons on the RV campground. And so my encouragement to you just in this first point, uh, again, three totally different points, but we'll have some fun with it. But hey, are you cutting across anybody's campsite in your life? Are you are you doing something that's offensive to them? Uh, maybe you don't you're not doing it on purpose, but you need permission. Just think about that for a second. Is there something you need to ask permission to do so that you're not the offensive campsite cutters? The second thing that I'm learning about RVs and RVing is that. Um, you know, it's a question. You know, every once in a while I'll go into my RV and we've got this panel and it, I push buttons and it tells me whether my tanks are full. And here's a question that I was wrestling the other day and I was thinking about it. You know, here's a good question. Are your tanks full? Now, what I'm realizing in an RV is that we have three tanks in RV. We have a black water tank, we have a gray water tank, and we have a, a white water or fresh water tank. Now, when your fresh water tank is full, that's a really good thing, apparently. This is what I'm learning. That's the fresh water that you're going to use to shower with and to drink, possibly, if it's really good potable water, uh, to wash your dishes with. Whatever that, that water is good water. You're going to use it. And if your fresh water tank is full, that's a positive thing. 
Now, your gray water tank, as I'm understanding, that's what contains, uh, you know, your shower water after you shower or after you uh, wash your dishes. And it's dirty, but it's not toxic, but it is dirty. And then there's the verboten black water tank. Now, the black water tank, apparently when you push that button and it says full, that's, you're in the danger zone because in the black water tank is some bad stuff. There's a lot of number one and number two, possibly, although we don't do the number two in our trailer. But in some people's black water tank, there's a number one and number two. That is not a great tank. So listen. Here's what I'm realizing. Sometimes when your tank is full, it's a good thing. And sometimes when your tank is full, it's not a good thing. When your freshwater tank, when you're full of good things and energy and desire and the good things of life, that's a great thing. But some of us, our black water tanks are full. Now, the gray water, you know, you can get away with it. But some of us, our tanks are full of bad things, of anger, um, rage, a little bit of venom, a little bit of jealousy, some stuff that's maybe not so good in our lives. And so here's what I would say. Go to your life today and push that button and ask yourself a question. How full is my good water tank? How full is my black water tank? And if your tank that's full of some toxin is too full in your life, you need to empty it. You need to get to a place like I do when I'm done with my trailer. I get up. If I don't have a hookup, I hook up to that place, that sewer system, and I evacuate the black water tank. And then I wash it and flush it out so that we won't be harmed by it. Do me a favor. Maybe you need to do that in your life today. Maybe you need to consider this idea of the tanks. Full tanks, good times, bad times. It could be a good tank. It could be a bad tank. Think about it. And the last thing I was thinking about the other day is, you know, I'm not really a, a camper by nature. And so I'm learning to start fires and I don't do a great job all the time. And we always have this grand debate about, you know, whether it's log house or teepee, but you know, I'm not really sure what to do. But the other day we, you know, I had tried to start a fire and it was disastrous. It was, it was all smoke and uh, there was nothing else. It was all smoke and no fire. And I couldn't get it going. And then I re remembered, you know, that, you know, if you blow on a fire or introduce oxygen into the fire, you can ignite it, that that oxygen is an ignition point. And it got me thinking about just sometimes with people that, you know, sometimes we are trying to start a fire in ourselves or we're trying to start a fire in others and it's hard to start. We need to introduce an accelerant, oxygen. We need to blow on that. We need to breathe on that fire. And when we do, we can, we can create a new ignition, a fire point as we introduce oxygen, as we blow on that fire. I don't know what it is for you. Uh, I, I know what it is for me, but what blows on your fire? What stokes your fire? The kind of things that stoke my fire is uh, getting things done, doing things with excellence, uh, being appreciated by others. That stokes my fire. But sometimes every once in a while, uh, my fire gets wet. It gets wet because uh, people sort of put water on it or something else to, to extinguish it. So think about this. What stokes your fire and what puts it out? And, and how do you stoke the fire of others? How do you breathe on the fire and energize and be a catalyst of great things in others? Think about people in your family, your children, if you have them, your, your spouse, uh, your partner, whoever it might be, uh, people at your work, uh, people in community groups that you work with. But is there somebody whose fire is going out, maybe the fire of passion about something they need to do or used to do? How do you breathe life on it? How do you encourage them? How do you appreciate them? How do you, how do you blow on that fire and cause the smoke to dispel and for the fiery flames to ignite again so you can roast some marshmallows on it and make some s'mores like we do? Now, I know this is sort of crazy, three totally different things, but these are lessons I'm learning uh, as I get in my trailer and get away. Don't cut across my campsite unless you have permission. 
Are your tanks full? There are good tanks and there are bad tanks. And if your bad tank's full, get it cleaned out. And lastly, how are you blowing on the fire of your own passion and the passion of others? Go out and uncommodify your world. Go out and uncommodify your campsite. Have a great day.